After being confined to the house for too long, Josh and Maria scoured the internet to alleviate their boredom. In doing so, they have created the ultimate innovation to the fan fiction experience. Fan Friction. Rate and review, please be nice. First podcast, rated M, just in case. All OCs, disclaimer, we own nothing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fan Friction, uh, where the show where we read fan fictions in ridiculous and off-the-wall ways. What? Yeah, what? My name is Josh. I'm Maria. And we are here to fuck, fuck shit, shit up. <laughs> uh, for those of you, <laughs> those of you who regularly listen to our show, uh, some of you are probably missing the uh, third participant here at Fan Friction. Uh, unfortunately, D Rock uh, has gotten himself into quite a lot of his own projects and has deigned to bow out of fan friction for right now. But also, fortunately, because it's good to have work in a place in a time where work is very scarce. So Indeed. good for him. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll get him back in on a guest spot uh, whenever he finds time. Uh, but for now, uh, you're stuck with the two of us. <laughs> Boo, we suck. We suck. <laughs> Uh, so just reminders for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, how we got into uh, this this kind of genre and fan fiction. Uh, I am a big video game nerd. I love comic books, anime, uh, and just uh, really realizing some of those stories in new and interesting ways, which is why fan fiction is so awesome to me. Awesome. I actually did fan fiction for a little bit of time uh, during my teenage years. It was a great outlet and a great way to start actually writing, which I never ended up doing after that. <laughs> Indeed. But it was a lot of fun regardless, and like Josh said, it's a really cool way to reinterpret stories or uh, fashion them in new and interesting, quite interesting ways like we'll see tonight. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, last episode, we did Tom Cruise. We did. We did, we did Tom some Tom Cruise. Cruise. And I believe it was, was it D-Rock that, that won that one? It, it might have been. It, it was. Been. It might have been another toss-up. I don't even remember. It's been a little while. Um, my cat has actually, she was really sick for a little bit, so we took a week off. As you guys, if you've been following along, you'll probably see that. She is doing so much better now. So anybody who has been listening, uh, Jocelyn, my little Joss Joss princess, she is awesome now. And we are back and rolling in action, but we don't remember where we left off. Well, I do remember uh, that regardless of who won, we did pick food as our mm -hmm. next category. So we are going to be reading some food-based fan fictions for you. Um, but before we do that, we're going to have to pick our our characteristics from The, the Hat, Hat of Wonders. wonders. Gotta yeah. love The Hat of Wonders. So, Maria, if you want to go first, picking out the hat here. Sure, okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, here we go. <laughs> it's a, the movie trailer voiceover guy. Quotes. In a world. That sounds familiar. <laughs> it does. In a world where fan fictions were all about food. <laughs> uh, so, all right. I guess I'm going to get in here. What do we got here? Uh, do it. Do uh, it. Okay. All right. So, I have Italian mafioso. Oh, you're going you're gonna to nail that. I am I feel weird do... now because I'm going to have to go to the very base of my voice to get mine. And yours is just like... Hey, you, you know, did. I was walking down the street, and hey, this guy, this motherfucker over here, you know? <laughs> you're, now you just sound like you're from, like, not, not that I'm part of Jersey. town. I'm from Jersey. What you're do just... I know? Hey. 
I, I'm from Jersey, you sound but like I do a city most boy. of my work in New York. You know, hey, <laughs> let's right. get a pie. You know, you get a half a pie, I get a half a pie. We got a whole pie. I eat the pie. This is gonna be great. Oh, now I want pizza, and I just ate. Okay. Anyway, um, who wants to go first? Do Do you want to go first? I can go first. Uh, let me just go ahead and pull up my fan fiction. All right, so, um. Recently, I subjected Maria to one of my favorite animes. It was not subjecting. It was wonderful. Um, it's called uh, Shokugeki no Soma, or Food Wars, uh, for the American translation. It's it's weird. It's anime, it, but it's all about this cooking school and these kids learning all kinds of great things about cooking and watching amazing food being made. We all know anime food is the best-looking food ever. Yes. Now, this is an anime about a prestigious gourmet cooking institute. So the food is that much better. <laughs> it's so delicious looking. So I found a Shokugeki no Soma uh, fan fiction. Um, and for those of you who do know the anime, uh, here's a little bit of backstory. So Hayama, Soma, and Ryo are all hanging out. And some weird shady dude... <laughs> Gives Soma a very creepy looking lollipop. Oh no. Never take candy from strangers. He, That's like the number one thing. But it's that Soma. You learn. It's Soma. You know he's gonna. So basically hilarity ensues afterwards, and that's where we're gonna start with. It's like, hey yo, let me get in my voice here. Let me read my fan fiction, you know. Uh, <laughs> that voice is so stupid. I love it. Bada bing, bada boom, here we are. You know, we just gonna, we gonna talk about some food. So, uh, let's just, uh, jump into it, man. Hey, man, just, just get rid of it already, you know? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna prove to you it's just a normal candy. And how are you gonna do that? Hey, the next thing I knew, this idiot stuffed his freaking lollipop into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that seemed only more sexual, given the voice, and I don't know why. <laughs> now, now, don't let your fantasy even go there, or I will castrate you right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I tasted apple, mint, sugar, and evil. <laughs> what does evil taste like? It tastes like a lollipop that you shouldn't be eating. That's what evil tastes like. I feel like it tastes like lime green because every single time a Disney character turns out to be evil, there's something lime green about them, whether it's like lime green smoke or lime green eyes or whatever. I feel like it's just the evil flavor is lime green. So maybe it's just a green apple lollipop. Who knows? I, they did describe it earlier uh, about like having like a skull in it or some, some shit, like the way the candy was. Anyway. <laughs> oh, just look at this cute, angry little kitten. Yuki, you have five seconds to get your hands off me before I claw your eyes out, damn it. <laughs> Not Italian anymore. <laughs> hey, if that candy didn't take away my ability to speak, I will give you a swear storm. Oh, he looks so cute when he glaring. <laughs> I'll show you cute. Your gay meat obsessed bitch. <laughs> Where did you find him? Did Okoro ask concerned? <laughs> Giving me nervous looks? <laughs> The duo of dumbasses I grew up, or the duo of dumbasses I grew up with, come up with some lie about me being a stray. Hey, well they were not wrong, but I am a stray to the bone in a way. But I am not a cat. And where's Kurokibakun? I don't even know how you say that word. <laughs> I'm here. 
Shit, this is the last time Soma feed me some candy he found in the street in the new store across the road. <laughs> that sounds like like something like a real mafioso would say. Like, man, this is the, this is the last time I can't do a mafioso voice to save my goddamn life. But... Me either, apparently. <laughs> no, it just it sounds you you sound like you come from a city. Like you've lived in a city for a long time. But also at the same time that I can actually see that happening. That's funny. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck, that I gotta look like a character from the cheesy horror movie. Soma, I swear to God, you must be the only person who ignored this evil cackling when you bought that lollipop. Oh, oh, he is, he, 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 Soma tried to come up with some lie while struggling not to die of laughter. Then he calmed down and he gave me a little catfish grin. Hey, Soma, whatever you have in mind, don't you dare. I would say he is not feline well <laughs> that was bad that was real bad don't you dare make cat puns you bloody son of a really Tadokuro worried looked worried should we go check on him ah uh, ah uh, no no i mean i'm pretty sure right now he wouldn't want anyone to visit it <laughs> thank you spice freak <laughs> you're not that bad <laughs> wait why is he grinning like that i'm I'm absolutely positive of that. Oh, no. Bastard. So, is Mr. Fluffy Jingles all right? Who the fuck is Mr. Fluffy Jingles? <laughs> <laughs> Yoshino, I swear, if you're talking about me, I am so pissing in your shoes. I don't feel any shame about it. <laughs> Mr. Fluffy Jingles? <laughs> oh, no. Soma has the shit-eating grin again. Hey, if he does something stupid, I will I will kill him. Oh, who am I? Kit Ing. It's Soma we're talking about. Wait, did I just make a cat pun? Oh shit, it's contagious. Fuck you guys. <laughs> they must never learn of it. But but her name is Mrs. Furry Bottom. The fuck? <laughs> Wait, is it a girl? Yoshino gave a confused look to me. Don't look at me like this. I am 100 percent male, damn it. <laughs> Well, none of us checked it, so Akira drawled out suggestively. Oh, I can check it. How the hell is she going to check my gender? Fuck! <laughs> you stay the fuck away from me. Oh, she running away. He, he is running away. I am a guy. <laughs> Miss Furrybottom, wait up. I will skin those two alive. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> With that vow, I ran. It was weird using all four limbs to move around, not to mention the way the world looked to me now, looked to my now much smaller form. Hey, suddenly, I smelled something really good. Fish! Yay! Crap, am I starting to think like a cat? I turned away from the direction, refusing to give the feline part of me, give in to the feline part of me. Yeah, just like that. I have far too much of a willpower to break so easily, even if the smell is just... Ah, oh, man, I guess there's no harm in a quick snack. I mean, yeah, definitely no harm. After all, what was the worst thing that could happen? What was the worst thing that could happen? Famous last words. I wanted to groan, but only let out a meowing sound. <laughs> of all the people that be, could, could be cooking fish, it just had to be her. That little pompous... I see you like your bowl. Urara looked at me, her smile wide, eyes glistening. 
She changed her tone to cooing and cut my fluffy cheeks. <laughs> Don't you just love that pink bow on your head? No, I hate it. And I hate you. <laughs> I try to convey all my anger and hatred into the manliest roar of beast. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> and that came out. Shit. I knew you would love it. Double shit. <laughs> oh, you can't even imagine how long I wanted to have a pet. And you can't imagine how much I want to kill you right now. <laughs> My parents have always been away on their business trips or charity galas. Huh. I didn't notice the change in her tone. She didn't do a 180 flip, but her voice sounded much more solemn. Well, hey, as long as she didn't dress me up in anything pink, I'm cool with that. And whatever, I, whatever pet I wanted, all of them would be trained to do to the point where they were more like toys rather than living beings. I know a thing or two about training like this. Heck, when I was running the pub, I ended up breaking some men into, into machines focused on cutting, peeling, and washing. That was never fun. Oh, she picked up her phone. A text message? <laughs> Since I couldn't exactly use the remote and not make the girl think I'm a genius cat, Knowing her, she would get me on TV or something. <laughs> I had no other way to amuse myself but to watch the girl's face change from expression to another. Well, at least that was something to watch. Wait, what do you mean today's Shokugeki was canceled? Anchor. <laughs> I'm picturing that in like anime, where it's just like, boom, anger. And it's like, this, like the, yeah, like the red lines and everything. Her face loses all and any spark around it. There's fire in her eyes the desire for blood and scene <laughs> wow so if you did not catch that it's, as it's i'm rio sure turned into a cat it's rio right? so i mean we all know if you've watched the show rio or if you even if you haven't rio is a very soft-spoken uh very docile human until he puts on his bandana which he cooks in and he turns into this raging machine of anger fury cooking it's Absolutely. wonderful. So in this, if you didn't catch it, the the lollipop that Soma gave him was turned him into a cat, and yeah. he was just so was, angry about really it the confused. whole time. I was really confused at first because like I couldn't stop myself from just laughing at your like faux mafiosos. It's I real bad. It was, I but... apologize to all mafiosos <laughs> that listen to this. Please do not come. I, I hope drag mafiosos listen to this. I hope we become best friends. That'd be so much fun. Um, <laughs> I do make really good pasta, though, so... He does make good pasta. But the whole Mr. Fluffy Jingles thing, just Mr. Fluffy Jingles, like, it was just, it was so on point that I, I had to stop and just laugh at that, that I completely missed <laughs> the fact that Rio turned into a cat. So I thought the cat made them into, like, cat dads, where they were just, like, all, like, they had all had, like, a piece of the candy, and they were just all making cat puns. So they were like cat <laughs> No, they went to this store across the street and this creepy weird dude was like, hey, you want to try some candy? And everyone's <laughs> like, no, you're fucking weird and creepy. And someone was like, sure, I'll try some. And like Rio and uh, Hayama are like, dude, get rid of that shit. That shit's weird. Don't eat that. And someone's like, look, I'm going to prove this to you. It's fine. And he just shoves the sucker in Rio's mouth and that's it turns so, him into so, a cat. That's so a Soma thing to do. And then, I'm like, still... the cat puns, like, that is such a thing Soma would do. And Hayama, yeah. like, when he loosens up, like... <laughs> Absolutely. I, I did get stuck a little bit. I, I'm still stuck on what tastes like evil. 
I'm still gonna say it's like like lime green, like lime flavor. Yeah, but lime something. doesn't taste evil. Lime is delicious. Sometimes it does. If it's combined with the wrong thing, it just doesn't. Like cherry limeade. Yeah, I drank that shit for a while because I had it, but cherry limeade sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the if we go back, like the flavor of the of the lollipop was apple, mint, sugar, and evil. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, who the fuck is Urara or whatever? Uh, So, uh, again, this is you'll only know her if you've watched the show, uh, and you'll know her too. She's the announcer girl that's always at all the Shokugeki's. Oh, no wonder. Hosts all the the ceremonies. Yeah. She's the pretty, like, the attention wanting whore. Yeah, she's She's a diva. She's a fucking diva. Okay. Also, I love the whole, like, I'm going to roar as much as I can. Like, it just, I'm picturing, like, this, one of those, like, tiny little emo kids back from, like, the early 2000s, like, late 2000s, that had, like, the multicolored skinny jeans, and they were like, man, I'll see you out back of a baby's R Us. What the fuck? There was a dude who actually did that to a friend of mine, and my friend was, like, super buff. And he's like, really? This this is your this is your thing. This is what you want to do. I don't even know you had a Baby's R Us in Sunbury, Ohio. Well, I was at Polaris. Okay. Because you know, there's nothing to do. With I do Sunbury, know that Ohio, Baby's R Us. So. I've been there. Well, I've been outside of it. I've never been in it. But yeah, it just it felt like that little emo kid threatening like the buff dude, like yeah, but you like, go up back Baby's R Us, meow. That <laughs> <laughs> was fun. That was a lot of fun. Indeed. I kind of want to see them animate this now. Yes. An episode of Rio I, as a cat. I would love to have Rio as a cat. I do have Rio as a cat. Logan is... My, I have a cat named Logan. And Logan is Rio. Like, doesn't want anything to do with you, but wants you to pay attention to them when they're doing cool things. And then, you know, just not every other time. That doesn't sound <laughs> like Rio as a cat at all. <laughs> all right. Is it my turn? I believe it is your turn. Excellent. So I went the complete opposite direction, and I did a Guy Fieri fan fiction. Now, the first one that Wait, I found... Wait, there's Guy Fieri fan fiction? What? There's Bring me to Flavor about. Time. <laughs> flavor Town. <laughs> flavor Time. Flavor Time and Flavor Town. That's like the off-brand version of Guy Fieri. It's Flavor Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Savory Time. <laughs> Uh, it's Savory Village now. Guy <laughs> Fieri, can he taste it? <laughs> wow. That just took my mind in a whole bunch of places. So, uh, this is not the first one that I picked. The first one I picked was going to be a very, very raunchy, very, very sexual fan fiction. But my brother and my mother happened to listen to this podcast. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, love you. Love you. <laughs> I didn't want to subject them to that kind of pain and turmoil that a Guy Fieri smutty romance fan fiction would be. So this is what we're coming back to. Um, so, sorry, I haven't read this in a while. Basically, uh, Guy Fieri is becoming, you know, he's having an existential crisis. He's like, why do I keep doing this over and over again? Doing this show, going to these places, it sucks. And I hate it, but he feels like he has a purpose. And he comes to this uh, this place, and it's called Billy Bob's Barbecue Restaurant, right? It's I would so totally classic. eat barbecue at a place called Billy Bob's Barbecue Restaurant. Right? So <laughs> he goes to this place, and he kind of feels like he just has this purpose being there. Like, he's like, something's weird about this place. And so he ends up seeing a bunch of these, like, photos of these people who completed this big burger challenge. 
And then right next to it is like a billboard full of missing persons posters. And they're the same people. And he's like, I have to find out what's wrong with this restaurant so I can free these people or I, you know what I mean? So I can avenge these people's deaths who ate the biggest burger and got kidnapped. Welcome to Jeffrey Dahmer's barbecue joint. (laughs) So um, right now we are at the point where he is going to the restaurant after he had already toured with his camera crew and we're going back to the restaurant at night and he's breaking in. And I'm doing this in movie trailer voiceover guy. Quote. In a world. <laughs> I have to get to the base of my voice. Hold on. I need to take a sip of tea. That's the most. I need a spot to tea. That's the most basey thing you can do. <laughs> is just sip tea. Ooh. <laughs> <gasps> I get to my base. <laughs> no, we're not doing Patrick Star. That was another episode. Tune in. For another, that was like several episodes ago. Tune in in the past. Tune in in the past. Okay. He almost smiled when he saw the sticker on the door to the restaurant's rear entrance, protected by Tyrell security systems. The what? The Tyrell. T-Y-R-E-L-L. You just got, you got a dude named Tyrell that just hangs out around your business and is like, hey, man, you can't come in here. Yeah, and he Sorry, like, bro. <laughs> instead of like, you want to call, like, call Tyrone, it's call Tyrell, but it's like for security systems and that's his jingle. call Tyrell. <laughs> security systems. Okay. He paused for a moment and bowed his head. Matsyagila Mikvult. What? I, th- I don't, I've made it Italian sounding, but I think it's German. Anyway. He whispered in a hushed tone. He reached into his jeans pocket for his secret weapon. A buffalo chicken wing. Uh, uh, um. He sucked the entire no, of on, the wings. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not even going to get to the part. Where his secret weapon is a buffalo chicken wing. Well, of course it is. You just carry a buffalo chicken wing around in your pocket. Yes. And then you feel comfortable eating the meat off of said chicken wing that has been living in your pocket. All right, let's be fair. Guy Fieri goes to diners, drive-ins, and dives. I probably said those in the wrong order. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But because he goes to those places, do you realize how much grease and filth that man puts in his body every single time he does a show? But he doesn't put pocket lint in his body. You know what? There might be pocket lint at the diners, drives in and dives. Drives in and dives. Words are hard. Words are hard. Anyway. He reached into his jeans pocket for a secret weapon. A buffalo chicken wing. He sucked the entirety of the wing's meat directly off the bone in one foul swoop and tossed the remains on the ground. Friege. The word left his lips in a plume of ethereal smoke. He heard the sound (laughs) of a click and the door opened. As if bending to the will of an unseen visitor, Guy took one last look at the darkness looming within the restaurant and prepared himself before stepping inside. He closed the door behind him, careful not to make too much noise. Scene sphere, he whispered quietly. 
he felt a slight burning sensation in his eyes as the spell took effect, granting him the ability to see in darkness. Wait, he also has magic. Like, he... Where did he get magic? Guy Fieri's magic. No. No, Guy Fieri is a trash heap that walks around like a person. He could now see that the restaurant had been immaculately cleaned at the end of the day. <laughs> Something Guy thought seemed unlike most of the restaurants he had visited before. Probably because they had a whole bunch of pocket lint. So much pocket lint. Hashtag winning, hashtag pocket lint. He started in on the filing cabinets, rifling through the legal documents and recipes dating back to the restaurant's inception. He quickly gleaned through the entirety of the first drawer and found nothing out of the ordinary. He was about to start in on the second drawer when he heard something. Help! Please help me! Came a desperate cry from the dining room. Guy quickly closed the filing cabinet, careful not to leave any trace of his presence as he crept out of the office. Despite the blood and bruising, Guy recognized the man crawling on the floor as the customer who had ordered Jack's ridiculous cheeseburger, the Meat Monster. The Meat Monster. Thank you for giving me that extra base. I can't do it. Earlier that afternoon, he was young, maybe a few years older than Guy's son, Ryder. Oh, Ryder. I miss him. I don't even know who he is. You've seen him. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe not. I've seen him. That's a I name, watched, Ryder Fieri. I've watched think... way too much Food Network in my life. <laughs> and surprisingly slender, given his immense appetite, Guy stuck to the shadows, carefully avoiding being seen. Because, you know, Guy Fieri has, like, ultra stealth. Yeah. Because he's, he's Guy Fieri. That's it's not his, like, spherical. highlighter hair that's going to give him away. Or no. his spherical, just physicality. <laughs> No, and, and you know, now there's a person that's just bruised and bleeding in the middle of a dining room of a very suspicious restaurant that's full of missing persons posters. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go help him. I'm just going to stick to the shadows and see what happens. Way to go, dude. Way, way to be a hero. You're really doing it, guy. Hold on, hold on. You haven't gotten there yet. It's going to kill me, the man screamed. Maybe Please. don't order giant cheeseburgers. Then you won't die. Guy ignored his cries for help and watched in horror as it emerged from the darkness. A hulking figure of an inhuman proportion stalked towards the man on the floor like a predator, closing in on doomed prey, its mushy brown flesh glistening in the moonlight. Ugh. Guy watched wide-eyed, unable to believe what he was seeing. A real-life monster made from meat. So, it's a meat monster. Well, yeah. And and the name of the cheeseburger is the meat monster. Yeah. You named a cheeseburger after yourself. Well, yeah, that's what a lot of people do. You ever hear of a Thurman burger? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Please! The monster ended the man's cries with a single punch to the throat. His body went limp and Guy watched in horror as the meat monster descended upon him. The monster pulled its victim into it as if swallowing the man with the entirety of its body. 
Guy couldn't help but wince in pain as he heard the sound of bones crunching and veins bursting. How do you, what is the sound of a vein bursting? I don't know. What's the flavor of evil? Is it the meat monster? Maybe that's the, that's, that's what tastes like evil. I just keep, I, I, I don't know exactly <laughs> what this meat monster looks like, but I just keep imagining like Jabba the Hutt, but made out of ground beef with bits of fuzz <laughs> sticking out of him. <laughs> See, I keep picturing uh, the the dude from Fern Gully, the one that was voiced by Tim Curry, but like as meat, as like as once yeah ground beef, but like uncooked ground beef. Fun facts, fans. I love Fern Gully, and I haven't seen it in long enough that I have no idea what she's talking about. No, <laughs> it's such a good movie. Okay, anyway. it is good. I'm bad at sorry. Somewhere oh, yeah. in the story, within a matter of minutes, the monster had completely devoured the man, leaving no trace of him in the restaurant. It let out a satisfying belch. Uh. I hope you enjoyed the meal, Guy said, rising from the shadows, because it'll be your last. The monster turned towards him. Its faceless head was hard to read, but Guy could tell it was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> he reached into his pocket for another chicken wing. And sucked it down. You have more chicken wings in your pocket. This time, however, instead of tossing the bone, Guy raised it close to his lips and whispered, Hildy. The remnants of the chicken wing immediately began to transform into a massive sword made entirely from bone. That's not a thing. The monster let out a spine-chilling roar from within its meaty orifices and charged towards him. Guy smirked and raised his sword. Welcome to Flavortown, motherfucker. And scene. What the fuck was any of what you just read? <laughs> what was any of that? It was beautiful. That's what it was. I want to see That's a word. I want to see this as an animated short on YouTube. I don't want to see it on real TV. That would be too sad. But is <laughs> not like a fun animated short on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, but imagine would, if like... it was on real TV and they had to find an actor to play Guy Fieri. Oh my God, how much fun would you have with that for about 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, singer Smash Mouth, come here. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, it's just so beautiful. It is a beautiful tale. And he does end up slaying the meat monster and what happens. Because, you know, I had to read the rest of it. Oh, I was of like, course, I, at know. that point. Like, if you're already this invested and in accepting enough that people just carry around chicken wings in their pockets, like gross, garbage, undeserving humans. I did know a guy who used to carry around cooked burgers in his pocket. That person is, should not do that. Oh, he was a drummer. It's okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> But no, uh, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, anyway, uh, so essentially the rest of the story, oops, I'm dropping things, uh, is he defeats the meat monster, but as, as the meat monster's dying, he realizes that it's the owner of the restaurant. Big whoop, saw that one coming. What I didn't see coming was the fact that the meat monster, then in his dying breaths, uh, breaths sound weird uh warns guy fieri of the fact that guy fieri is of the same like monster quality as this monster 
and of the people who eat the big ass cheeseburger in this place. And so he set up this system where not only the monster did, where he could feed himself and then simultaneously kill off people who are set up to be the next meat monsters like him. So it's his big sacrifice to, like, kill all of these people so they don't become meat monsters. Well, I mean, he doesn't sound like such a bad guy, then. <laughs> I mean, I guess not, but, like... Like, cause, like what's, what's the other alternative? Like, these people, like, now we have a world populated by, like, a lot of meat monsters? And we don't want that. But we already do anyway. So, <laughs> Guy Fieri, exhibit A. <laughs> I just love it. I loved how, like, devious they made it and how, like, deep they got into the plot with it just throughout the whole story arc. I just, I couldn't believe, I, I just couldn't believe the, the quality of oh. such a, like, a weird tale. I mean, realistically, the only thing I learned is if you have something precious that you're trying to protect, you better call Tyrell. <laughs> Or I've also learned that if you really just need a sword or a lockpick or anything on hand, just carry a chicken wing in your pocket and do some magic. And all of a sudden, you will have whatever tool you need. I need a wrench. Oh, good thing I have this buffalo chicken wing in my purse. Like, no. <laughs> I'm going to start doing it now. I'm going to burn you alive. <laughs> oh, but, you know, that... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be uh, in the car like, damn, I forgot my keys. Good thing I have my fucking chicken wing. Just pulled it out of my purse. Anyway. <laughs> um. That is the, that's the fine. Um, if you want to tell us who won, because we, we have a, we have two people here and we can't really come up with that answer I mean, by ourselves. Y'all don't have to lie. Maria won. That was a ridiculous story. Oh, but. Shush. Just for, you know, posterity's sake then, if you want to tell us who won, that's cool. Drop a comment on either our Facebook or our Instagram or whatever, you know. You stalk me and, like, mail me a letter. With, yeah, like... mail us letters. You don't have our address, but if you find it, I mean, props. Also, you're creepy. Um. <laughs> and we still kind of love you because we don't want you to kill us. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, let us know what you, you think. Uh, if there's anything, any genres or anything you want us to delve into, any shows, any fan fiction that you'd like to hear, let us know. Um, we're going to be updating our whole uh, Hat of Wonder situation here very soon, so we'll have a lot of new ideas. And mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, tell us what voices you guys want to hear. We may not be able to do them. I, I, we can't do the voices we do now. So if you want to hear our terrible interpretation of the oh, thing yeah. that you really like, let us know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, what kind of theme do you want to do next week? Ooh, man, that's a really good question. I, I had thought about it a little bit, and then all of that left me. How about this? Let's do a battle of Nathan Drake versus Tomb Raider. Well, obviously, I'm on the Tomb Raider side, and you're on the Nathan Drake it's, side. Shut so. up. I'm, I'm Lara Croft all day. <laughs> I am so Lara Croft. I eat, sleep, drink, breathe Lara Croft all the time. You I'm, remember how we were talking about how if you're really creepy and you mail us stuff? Like, that's that's like me, but with Lara Croft. You mail mm. Lara Croft stuff? She doesn't know. She's not even real. No, like, you know, whenever I'd, like, write letters to Santa, it was to Lara Croft. <laughs> I'm lying. I didn't do that. And on <laughs> that note, 
As always, our friends and family, there is good fiction. There's bad fiction. But there's nothing quite like fan fan friction. friction. Thanks, guys. We'll see you around. Bye.